0: Fendrica brothers there are no jokes today today we talk about the all father's favorite son Lehman Russ
1: that's not true we already talked about it last episode Horace
0: was his favorite son get out of here with that bullshit his most loyal son fine <laughs> everybody else can suck a dick I am Naked Mango and I am your host with COVID but I refuse to miss this week Because Russ. Because Russ. And with me, as always, except for last week, because he's weak.
1: Because he's weak.
0: Almighty crit. (laughs) You ready to get into this crit? I'm ready. Let's get it. (laughs) Like I said, today we are going to talk about the second Primarch that was found when the Emperor left to reconquer the galaxy. First, as we talked about kind of last week, was Horus. We talked about the majority of the things that he did before the important bits happened. And then Sean kind of went on a rampage about Drakari. It was fun. It's fun. We all had a good time. Today, we're talking about the most powerful Primark. Undefeated. Untouched. Except for the bits where he was defeated and he got touched. Lehman Russ. Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) Of course we know everything that happened the age of strife happened the primark project started chaos no like plus a little secret dealings everybody got shot off into the distance russ landed a death world called finris if it had been anyone else other than some form of primark they would have died almost immediately if they wouldn't have died at Impact, they would have died to the frozen temperatures, to the many, 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 not friendly animals and insects. Realistically, he should have died. He literally, as a baby, crawled out of his pod, like a little baby Goku. And the first thing he met was a mother Thunderwolf. And that thunder wolf decided to actually raise Russ as one of her own. So the formative years of Russ's life weren't in a castle or in a tribe or roughing it in the woods he genuinely thought he was a wolf for his the most important years of an adolescence growth.
1: It's like the most extreme version of gut Jungle Book in the 40k universe
0: yeah except Russ ate things raw and didn't know what fire was <laughs> And like, he discovered things that looked like him, i.e. other humans, but instead of being like, mom, why don't I look like you and I look more like them? He just killed them all (laughs) because they tried to hunt the wolves. So he hunted them. (laughs) Most of the information that I'm about to give you is from a book in the world of 40k, not necessarily in our world, written by Naril the Elder a contemporary of the ancient finn region king thingir known as the ascension of the wolf king it talks about on one fateful hell winter there was a feral wolf child discovered by a hunting party of finn region tribesmen after a bloody fight his mother the wolf was slain by their spears and arrows along with the majority of his brothers and sisters The Primarch pretty much fell into a rage and slew dozens of warriors with just straight up his hands to protect the two last surviving members of his pack, which were named, which he had named or were named. I don't think it ever tells how they got their names, but these were Frecky and Gary. Gary. It sounds stupid, (laughs) but it's written. Don't think of white people gary think of scandinavian gary it's g-e-r-i
1: still the name gary like for a wolf that's fair
0: as badass as this i tell you what crit you go find gary you go find this wolf that is so large it can carry a full-grown space marine in all of his armor into battle full speed with no problems and you go tell him his name is stupid you your look up at him stupid. into his eyes.
1: <laughs> Gary, your name's stupid. <laughs>
0: After he slaughtered all of these tribesmen, one of them actually finally managed to realize that he was human, not a wolf. So he convinced everybody to finally lower their weapons and stop attacking. Russ kind of just stood there and literally says, Fang's barred. Thought he was a wolf. He was like growling at them, ready to just slaughter some more. He recognized the peaceful that they were suing for peace. Nobody really knew what to do in this situation. Obviously, Russ couldn't talk. No matter how much they talked, he didn't understand their language. He spent all his lives with wolves. They managed to convince him to follow them to their king, Thinkir, of the Russ tribe. He was pretty old, and to my knowledge, did not have any children. So he kind of gave Russ a place in his palace, in his household, to be raised as a warrior, which confused the shit out of everybody that already served under him. Quite a few years for Russ were spent learning how to actually be a person, learning how to actually use tools and weapons and things like that. He trained with battle axes and... they're Vikings. They're literally, they use long boats to hunt Kraken. They're Vikings. And it did not take much time at all, obviously, for him to become champion. Eventually, Thin Gear died and Lehman of the Rus took his place on the throne. And so was the Wolf King born. He became a living legend across all of Fenris. It was only a matter of time before word of everything he had done reached all the other tribes on the planet which is very impressive when you consider this planet where tribes are very much separated most of the tribes don't see each other at all unless they come across each other on hunting trips or if they're being raided most of what we know about his rise to power at this time is hearsay Fenrisian folklore. there is no written word really of Fenris. the only people who know how to write are the shamans and it's very it's a All of their knowledge is saga-based. It's word of mouth. Their shamans keep their histories until the younger generation. So everything we know is just word of mouth that's been passed down. It was said that no man or beast could best of the Wolf King, which obviously makes sense. If you're raised by wolves, you're a fucking... You're Superman. And they teach you how to use weapons. You're done. You're done, dude. You're
1: done, dude. (laughs) You're trash, (laughs) You're trash. (laughs) yeah you gotta think too he's also carrying the blood of a fucking god through his yeah yep just coursing through his veins so raised by wolves taught how to slaughter as a warrior and oh yeah by the way he has uh tiger blood in adonis dna is he charlie sheen
0: (laughs) yes that's exactly who he is not even the one you're thinking of he's charlie seen the lead singer, Seen. Hollywood uh, Undead. Uh,
1: there we go. Uh,
0: <laughs> Eventually, when the fleets of the Emperor's Great Crusade came close to Fenris, even floating in space, they somehow heard tales of the extraordinary Wolf King. And it took pretty much no time at all for the Emperor to be like, "Mine, my child, he's my child, that's my son. <laughs> <laughs> Dibs, that's my kid. So the Emperor decided to go down and met with Russ. Usually whenever we talk about a couple of years going by, that could mean anything from 20 to 50 years to a couple hundred years. Because generally we're talking about 20,000 years. This all took place, I want to say Russ was in like his 30s when the Emperor found him. And he became king in his 20s. (laughs) The Emperor disguised himself in just kind of like a long plain robe. And he cloaked himself in psychic runes so that anybody who saw him kind of just thought he was a normal shaman just a traveling shaman from a neighboring tribe or something like that so the ones that the few of the natives that actually could see through the warp or see through anything like that still didn't recognize him and that being said the few that actually managed to see through it immediately were just scared there's just this all-consuming powerful presence They kind of shrunk and hid. Russ, however, couldn't give a shit. He refused to bow to anything unless he was beaten in contest. The Emperor was like, all right, let's fucking go. I am the Emperor. No one can touch me. The Emperor walked up to Russ. He offered his challenge and said that the nature of the contest was completely up to the Wolf King. If he won, the Emperor was referred to as the Stranger at this point because, of course, nobody knew who he actually was. Asked for... All he wanted was to be able to drink at the right-hand side of Russ during the feast. Which, of course, this being a Viking-style Scandinavian thing, that's very important. That's a literal right-hand man that is a place of high honor, especially for the Wolf King. Russ, in turn, demanded that if he lost, he would basically be his slave for a a year. The Wolf King did not wish to spoil a good feast. His first challenge was to an eating competition. The man who eats the most wins. The stranger ate a shit ton, consuming many times more than even the beefiest warriors without even slowing. But by the time he looked up from his place, (laughs) Russ had already consumed three whole aurochs. Do you have an auroch pulled up? Can you tell us what an auroch is?
1: So an auroch is a horned animal native to the planet of Vergast. However, it is believed based off of creatures in our own world, oryx, that uh, are giant cows. They're essentially just giant wild ancestors to the domesticated cattle we have today. Their shoulder height was 71 inches in bulls and 61 inches in the cattle. And they were one of the largest herbivores of the Holesian. Hol- I believe that's how you pronounce it. Yeah, these things were giant. They were massive. So that's the information I was able to pull up on those things when we were talking about it.
0: So he ate three giant cows. (laughs) He ate three giant, yeah, 71-inch tall cows. I believe 72 inches is like six feet. So we're talking like six foot, just a shoulder height, six foot cows. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah. The weight on those things—they were they, there's no accurate weight to be given off of the ones in our, that you know, existed in our world mm-hmm. because it's all guesstimation. But the closest one I could find was three thousand three hundred and ten pounds, or a hundred and oh, sorry, one thousand five hundred kilograms. Was the Measured expected weight of these things. So, yeah, there are still some existed today, but they're not nearly as big
0: as they were. So we're looking at if we're being sporting and getting rid of, you know, bones and uh, well, these are Vikings, so they probably ate the organs. So we're getting rid of like things like bones and maybe cartilage. We're still looking mm-hmm. at a good 8,000, well, 7,000 pounds of meat.
1: Well, no, because they only got up to maximum of 3,000. So we're still looking at about 2,000 pounds of meat, I'd say.
0: Well, I'm t- in total.
1: Oh, in total. Oh, God, yeah. 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 Oh, easily. Yeah. 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 He did, he did, yeah. This man ate.
0: And actually, I am thinking <laughs> about it. He, a lot of his brothers called him a barbarian. So he probably honestly was snapping bones and sucking out marrow. So oh, oh, I'm sure. Tack <laughs> on a little couple of ounces for that just for fun.
1: Yeah. 8,000 pounds. Easy.
0: So that was the first challenge. When the stranger looked up and saw this, he admitted defeat because, of course, Russ realized after this that even though he had lost, he clearly had the spirit, the gulph of a fin region. Can you guess what the second challenge was? Uh, drinking? Yeah, 100 percent. A drinking <laughs> bout. <laughs> There's not as much information on this because it's just even funnier by the time the Wanderer had reached his sixth barrel of strong Finresian mead, I should point out that Finresian mead well this is pre Finriesian mead now is strong enough to affect a space marine who can like be poisoned and toxined and things like that no problem it will kill normal people like smelling it will kill a normal person it's based off of the original this original recipe so even at this point it's still fairly fucking strong By the time he reached his sixth barrel, barrel of mead. Can I, can I just
1: interject here? Yeah. A barrel of mead holds 225 liters or 60 gallons. (laughs) Okay. Uh, That is a barrel of mead today. So just keep that in mind. Six of those.
0: But he, he was, yeah, he reached his sixth one. There was nothing left to drink at all. The Wolf King had drank everything at the entire feast.
1: Uh, so
0: <laughs> the Emperor is a petty motherfucker. He doesn't like losing as far as he can. As for all his talk about him not being a god, he's just the best human. He fucking hates losing. He's a petty little bitch. So, so he was a
1: Zeus complex. Yes.
0: Uh. he <laughs> At that point, he considered himself disappointed in Russ. He was like is this all of my all my son is has aspired to straight up looked at russ and called him a drunkard and a glutton able to achieve nothing more in life than shoveling food into his little face and just basically boasting just talking just talking about how good he is so the wolf king calmly which is we this is a weird turn of events knowing everything we know about russ didn't get angry wasn't offended pretty much was just like yeah all right fair enough so he drew his great sword and stepped onto a table a big ass table and was like come at me bro the emperor then took that chance to throw away his cloak and reveal his true form complete with his personalized golden power armor the emperor naturally stomped russ into the fucking ground because he had magic weapons Cause he's a cheap little fuck It literally Like the words used were From a mighty blow from his power glove Russ is using an iron sword (laughs) (laughs) Got bitch slapped by a power glove When When Russ woke back up He admitted defeat And smiled with a broken fang And immediately swore fealty To the emperor of mankind
1: Okay I want to stop you there (laughs) This reminds me of all those meme videos where the kids talking shit and you just see the screen go blurry and the parent is hovering them, going, "You all right? You good? You done now? Did you did you realize
0: what you said?" Yeah, but the difference between that is the kid usually can't fight. <laughs> Russ has proven that if the emperor would have taken off his power armor and fought like toe-to-toe with the same weapons, I'd be more impressed, but he used power armor that's there to protect his personalized power armor has its own like force field I think they're called iron shields or something like that Mm -hmm. Uh, iron names maybe he has the strongest armor ever created in the universe arguably and then Russ is basically naked in a fucking loincloth with an iron sword and he's like, yeah, bitch, what now? No, you need to step off, Joad. <laughs> <laughs> but after all of that, the Wolf King left Fenris. And the Emperor personally became Russ's kind of schooling on the rest of the universe. Modern language, technology, things like that. Russ was introduced to the warriors of the I 6 Legion space marines who had been created through the implementation of gene seed and had been grown from his own dna so this was this was his people and so it came to be that russ became the father progenitor and lord of the newly named space wolves legion and they pretty much immediately went ham in the crusade the moment he took over <laughs> gone slaughtering left and right most of the primarchs went back to their home worlds and that's where a lot of their the original space marines came from once the kind of second not definitely not the second founding but once they started getting more and more troops they also started picking up fenrisian wolves because they're big and they're scary
1: before we go any further and we leave the lovely planet of fenris i actually wanted to I want to talk about Fenris a little bit, okay? Fandris, because
0: Fandris, Fandris,
1: Fandris, Fandris. <laughs> we talked about uh, you know Big Daddy Papa Emperor just bitch slapping the shit out of Russ. I want, stress, <laughs> I want to stress, I want stress how strong Russ had to have been to survive this, okay?
0: Oh, the fact so, that he got he got fully hit <laughs> with a power glove, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and <yeah. laughs> only came away so, with a broken tooth, yeah. So
1: number one thing we have to know is the climate of Fenris. Fenris is noted as one of three of the most deadly and turbulent worlds that are inhabited by humanity in the Milky Way galaxy. So that's that's number one. OK, it is listed in the Apocrypha. I don't know how I'm, if I'm saying that right. The Apocrypha of Scarus as one of the three most deadly. This death world is. Is, of course, like you said, the chapter planet for the Space Wolves. But it also is known as the planet of fire and ice. Okay. And there is a reason for this. So some other things to note is it takes two Terran standard years to complete a rotation around their K-class sun known as the wolf side. Now, if I understand right in my research, Terran years is equal to our years yeah 365 days so because Terran is earth so basically it takes two full earth years to complete a rotation around this k class sun i couldn't find classifications for the sun standards yet in 40k universe but i'm assuming it's probably graded like a b c d e f so on so forth k is probably a pretty sizable sun either it's a good size or it's like a smaller sun yeah so either way takes two full years to complete a rotation important note because that is why this planet has both ice and fire because during certain rotations half the planet is on fire and the other half is on ice it's like completely iced out So that made me start to think that the Fenris people are more likely nomadic. But I was wrong. I was I was wrong. They are not nomadic people. No, no. They stand both the freezing temperatures and the burning heats. They're brutal.
0: My fucking boys.
1: (laughs) So during this rotation... It is called the great year to the people of Fenris. And for much of the each long local year, the world is remote and even is this feeble star is surface remains incredibly cold. So like I said before, half the planet is staying frigid while the other half is just burning up. oceans will actually freeze as you draw further away from the sun. That's ridiculous for an ocean to freeze. And I looked up how much, how cold it would have to be for an ocean to freeze. Very cold. It would have to be consistently, consistently 28.4 degrees Fahrenheit. Not terribly cold, not terribly cold. However, this is like a flash freeze, so it would have to be a lot fucking colder. It doesn't just gradually freeze because we still have seawater that freezes around our own world. However, for it to stay frozen and freeze as quickly as it does, it would have to be below negative two degrees Celsius. Negative fucking two Celsius. Consistently. That's cold as balls. And that's not what it's at. That's not that's not what the planet is consistently at. It is way less than that. And even more so, it goes on to say that there are volcanic activity in the Bleak Mountains that punctures the waters. And reaches heights that create these giant caves systems through mountains. Okay, so not only do you have to deal with the freezing temperatures, but you also have to deal with these giant, active, always exploding volcanoes that are creating new mountainscapes all the time. So that also means that there's not really going to be any sort of navigational capabilities or mapping that's going to be reliable on this planet from year to year. There's always going to be a large sum of landmass changes. Hence why the people probably don't give too much of a shit about mapping things out. They just go and hope for the best to come home. So we go on further and towards the end of the Friender's Great Year, the planet sweeps close to the sun and the ice starts to melt. And people are like, oh, great. This is like the springtime. <laughs> and then it gets as close as this point to the sun and the ocean actually will boil. The ocean will fucking boil, okay? The ground will crack and split and spew out flames and lava, and it's just a hellscape at the very end of the year. So you get like maybe a couple weeks of spring, and then hell. Rises from the depths. And then towards the end of that, you get a couple weeks of fall. And then the whole fucking planet just freezes and you go, I don't know why we live here. So that is, that is basically our weather conditions for Fenris. But then that's not even the worst part. Now we have to talk about what actually freaking lives there. There is very little known about the flora life. The natural flora is almost non-existent so there's really no herbivores here so do you hear what i'm telling you at home there are no herbivores there are no peaceful creatures that live here because
0: there's no lovely plants no before you get there i want to get okay i I, want to get into a mid break (laughs) okay all right (laughs) the more you talk about how impressive my people are (laughs) i can only be so hard so i think we need to take a mid break and calm down a little bit uh, <laughs> we'll come back to the to the fauna once the mid break is over
1: all right fine let's go to a mid break i'm actually these might be a close second for me for favorite classes i'm just saying I, they were up there but now they've quickly risen to second space uh.
0: space, we'll, space we'll. mid break mid break Welcome to the mid break.
1: Wickety, wickety, wickety mid break.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We're going to start off with our patrons because I feel like (laughs) Not because the show notes tell me to. I didn't type any notes for this one because it's Russ. (laughs) (laughs) We still got seven sins. As our $100 Adeptus Fumless tier. We've got Ruyton Cloutier for our $10 Imperial Guard tier. And Evie from HR for our $25 Corn Dog tier.
1: Ooh, when's our patron episode, buddy?
0: It'll be... It's either next week or the week after. I'll, I'll have to check my schedule. Ooh,
1: be ready. Be ready, everybody.
0: I'll send an announcement out. You know what we should do for
1: our first patron episode?
0: realize that it happened a month ago <laughs> we need first patron episode
1: i thought wait, did we do a first patriot
0: episode already yes it was me you and blades <laughs> oh my god <laughs> this
1: oh my is goodness. what happens listen <laughs> blades is just on everything now so i just consider him there holy crap yeah all right well second one it's convince me we should do a convince me to like your favorite Favorite?
0: I don't remember who Malia's favorite is. Now that I think about it, Blood Angels is it Blood Angels? It's so Blood Angels. he doesn't have to work that. It's just going to be me versus the two of you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know what? Uh, I, I do have a winning argument. Oh. Uh, yeah, my Primark's alive. Uh, <laughs> fair enough. I could argue against that, but you can't. So fuck you. <laughs>
1: oh. At any rate, thank you to our lovely patrons. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, whatever. Anyway, Russ, no. <laughs>
1: uh, well, thank you, patrons. We love you. And thank you, dear listeners, because without you, the show would be rather boring to talk to each other and have no one to have any feedback or questions or even listen.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've actually genuinely come to, I constantly check Twitter, I check all of our Discord channels. You know, oops, I fucked up, and the regular ones constantly hoping that somebody started talking about the episode because I love talking to you guys about it and hearing your guys' opinions on what I should talk about or maybe I should change. Or you guys telling me I missed something, or I, I can't tell you how much I've learned since you guys have started talking and being like, "Hey, I don't know if you know this, but da 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 da." And I'm like, "Holy shit, I didn't!" That's awesome. So I appreciate it genuinely.
1: See, see. <laughs> oh gosh. Well. I guess that brings us to merch segment,
0: doesn't it? it certainly seems that way.
1: <laughs> so I brought two this week. Because I wasn't here last week. So I owe the fans.
0: I don't know why you have an excuse you've brought two every week since we started this.
1: You're right. But I feel like <laughs> I feel like I should come up with excuses. Yeah, okay. But either way. <laughs> so the first one, it's a funny. It's a funny. So if you get to redbubble.com. And our designer for this one is a for a whopping three Canadian dollars, which I believe converted to like two dollars, 50 cents American. You can get a Wah Time sticker. That's right. You can get an Adventure Time themed Wah Time sticker. <laughs> and it's awesome. <laughs> Uh, you're pulling it up
0: now, aren't you? I mean, I could see it in our chat group. Uh,
1: the greatest thing ever. It is literally Finn and um, why did I forget his name? Jake. Finn is an orc and Jake is a warg and they are in their normal adventure time poses. And it's fantastic. And you should get it and stick it on everything because it's just awesome. <laughs> But I did bring a second one because this one I saw, and honestly I could not bring it because it was just cool. And it's even got a video to go with it. Have you ever been just really ticked off when playing Warhammer, that it's not going your way and you wish you could do something, just something, anything, to just change the whole tune of the game?
0: I have shit rolls, so fairly, <laughs> fairly frequently, yeah. <laughs>
1: What if I told you you could load those meddlesome dice and a crossbow and teach them who's boss instead of rolling them gently? <laughs> now you can. <laughs> <laughs> so if you go to Etsy.com and go to the creator money rubbers or in the link in our show notes below, you can get yourself a lovely little crossbow that fires. That's right. Dice. <laughs> and it actually works, and it's fucking awesome. (laughs) So you got a multitude of different colors to go through and and purchase. So I'm not going to go through these because there are a ton of colors you can pick. It is a functioning dice roller crossbow. It holds up to one set of dice, which for those of you who aren't TTRPG familiar, that is seven total dice you can hold up in this thing as you fire it. And the price varies from $29.95 all the way up to $39.95 depending on what color you choose because the materials, obviously. Um, and it looks like, yes, it has free shipping. So that's a plus. So if you want to, you know, show uh show your sportsmanship, shall we say... <laughs> in a colorful way uh, use a crossbow
0: <laughs> I pretty much only use it to try and fuck with the rolls of the enemy
1: <laughs> listen I'm buying one of these and this is what I'm going to use to play Warhammer when we finally start playing <laughs> this is how I'm going to roll my dice every time <laughs> uh, but that's my items for the day you know what I've got
0: you know you get. I got a t-shirt Oh, ho! Oh. it is also from Redbubble for $26 and 26 cents.
1: Oh, well, that's, that's, that's a weird.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's 2232. If, if you buy three or more shirts, <laughs> oh my gosh, but you can get, it looks like Jack Daniels, but it's Lehman Russ old number six fin region build.
1: The Fang distillery <laughs> Is where is distilled and bottled. I love, I love this shirt. It does oh, yeah. literally look like the Jack Daniels. Yeah, even Jack even Daniels. the Finregion yeah. is written in the same way that you know the Tennessee is written on the bottle. It's great.
0: Mm-hmm. Fun fact: uh, I grew up ten minutes outside of um, where this stuff is made, and it is a what? dry county. It's only made in one place Lynchburg, Tennessee And it's a dry (laughs) county Cannot drink in that (laughs) county
1: Uh, The more you know And the rainbow shoots across the sky
0: (laughs) That being said, another fun fact uh, Just because I'm full of them I did, for a short time, I worked For Miss Mary Bobo's Who I believe was Jack Daniel's grandmother Who opened up a restaurant and it's right next to their factory. It's in the town square. And they cook with Jack Daniels. They get a shipment in like once a week. And it's some of the best fucking fried apples I've ever had in my life. Because they dump about a whole fucking barrel in like a little bowl of them.
1: I know what you're talking about. Because my buddy, my buddy used to live there. And he said the steaks that you could get from there were the best. Because they'd marinate the steaks in like Jack Daniels for like a week. Oh my God. Yeah. I made some of them. And I Good will show. tell you, marinated steaks and Jack Daniels are. <laughs> yeah.
0: Anyway. Uh, I think you're forgetting something. I don't know.
1: I'm not entirely sure. Is it. Uh...
0: You're, you're awful laid back for uh, somebody who still has one more mm. thing to
1: Nope. Can't think of it. I mean, sponsors. <laughs>
0: <You> sure. <laughs> Yes, the things that make us money. So
1: if you uh, if you haven't heard, uh, I actually have some news to announce from one of our sponsors. You ready for this? I got with with FanRoll, we get updates when they're going to have new stuff coming out. Mm -hmm. And oh, my God, I'm mm, yes. So FanRoll, one of our sponsors, is coming out with the shadow light production line, which is black light dice trays. You heard me right, black light dice trays. And before you go, oh, cool, they'll do stuff in black lights. No, no, my friend, these dice trays have black lights installed inside of them. Oh yeah. (laughs) So yeah. These dice trays come equipped with built-in black lights along the sides of the trays. And each tray will include a specialized D20 that will interact with the black black lights for mesmerizing effects. And I've seen some of these dice and they have like a snow globe style effect. They're kind of like the oil dice that they do, where they've got like the resin inside that's loose and it just kind of floats. So it's super trippy to watch in the black light. Tray, I'm actually going to reach out to them and see if we can't get some. And maybe we'll do an unboxing video to show you guys and put it on like Twitter and stuff. Um, But the, these, I'm excited for this product line because we were told at Gen Con when we talked to them, they're going to have some new and exciting stuff coming out. And this is it. In addition to that, when you thought it couldn't get any cooler, they are now releasing the Dragon Storm production line. So the Dragon Eye dice that everybody's just absolutely going crazy over they sold out multiple times over for these. And I I can understand why. I have a set. They're fantastic. They're coming out now with different dice sets based on red dragons, black dragons, and green dragons. And they are actually going to have dragon heads inside of the dice. Real dragon heads. Yep. They went out and just got baby dragons. It's just... uh, (laughs) Each one of these dice sets you order is gonna come with a custom, it looks like felt dragon scale bag as well. And they are actually coming out with dragon scale felt lined dice trays to go along with these sets that you can order separately. So that's awesome, loving that. And then the final set is for you Pathfinder fans. We're getting some Pathfinder goblin themed dice, and when I say that, I mean they've taken the Pathfinder goblin head and jammed it into these dice. So if you're a fan of the go- the goblins from Pathfinder's looks, then you are going to have want to have one of these sets. Uh, they are coming out with not only this this these sets of dice, but they're also going to be coming out with a mammoth colossal size d20 for this dice set. Uh-huh and they are going to have a ultimate pathfinder grab bundle which is going to have a dice bag pathfinder themed dice set pathfinder themed and a dice tray pathfinder themed and the dice tray looks awesome because it has the pathfinder map on it so it's just fantastic so yeah go check those things out that i believe they're out now and while you're in there go ahead and use our promo code code Almighty C ten. That's A L L. The word mighty. The letter C and ten, and save yourself ten percent off. And as that a added bonus, you can use that in conjunction with the promo code they are always advertising across the main page. So go in there, check it out. You're doing it right now, aren't
0: you? <laughs> no, I'm messaging Evie.
1: <laughs> but yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, actually, yes, I am. I forgot I was supposed to advertise. I am. I can't wait. I actually. So, I uh,
1: yeah, uh, I'll get a hold of Fanroll see if we can't do an unboxing video so you guys can see these things firsthand. Um, but until then, yeah this this is a lovely new announcement from them. But that being said, we also have our lovely sponsors at Nixie Gaming. Uh, if you're a Switch gamer like me and you love that iconic, lovely little Nintendo GameCube controller and you're really disappointed you can't play with one, well, let me tell you, you can now get your own for your lovely little Switch. Head on over to Nixie Gaming and go ahead and use our promo code, L O Z lore and save yourself 10% off of all the lovely products. And it's not just the Switch controller, they've come out with pumpkin orange now, which I wish I would have waited for, but they also have, you know, you've got your, your, Switch bags, Switch accessories, Switch charging platforms, the whole line of Switch products you can get. You can get them here at Nixie Gaming. And if that's not enough discounts for you, then we also have our lovely sponsors at W Energy. Oh man, you are really sick today. You missed your mark. <laughs> oh shit. W Energy! Oh my God. I was typing. So head on over to <laughs> W energy. If you are a massive energy drink consumer, like we are, <laughs> go to W W energy. W, w. G- w. And uh, go ahead and check out their product line. They have th- various flavors ranging from the lovely, calio cream all the way to uh dub sludge which is mango's personal favorite to say
0: (laughs) fucking love those and
1: head on over there soon too if this is your fancy because the steel tumblers i would just send an email the steel tumblers they were doing for quite some time they are going to be discontinuing them they are not going to be sold uh so head on over quickly yeah yeah if you want your steel tumblers you better get over there head on over there quickly to get those and the prices aren't bad for five tubs five tubs right now on sale you can go and get them for 150 bucks for five tubs each tub is 30 servings okay that's 30 energy drinks right there a dollar a drink that is way less than what we are all paying for energy drinks on the shelves right now. And it's better for you. So uh Wolfo. Wolf boyo Wolf Boy. <laughs> mango. The mighty Mango. We'll just go with that. Uh, wolf. Oh, oh yeah. Wolf-boy-o. Wolf boyo uh, what's wolf-boy-o. our lovely promo code for that one? <laughs>
0: That is Fumbling4 That is F-U-M-B-L-I-N-G For all you <laughs> illiterate fucks And the number Save 4 Save
1: yourself 10% off uh, Go on over there, check out the lovely drink lineup <laughs> And uh Yeah, you can even tell us what you think of them Because Mango loves Dubby <laughs> Dubby's great
0: I do actually genuinely love Dubby I've started, I've started drinking <laughs> it at work Because I have a desk job
1: and it's oh, cheaper way, than buying eight monsters. Way freaking cheaper at the cheaper. Dollar Street. a drink, my dude. Dollar a drink. So that being said, that's all our lovely sponsors.
0: And then, of course, last but not least. Yes, Aaron. It's the thing that Blades oh. is very angry at you about.
1: Oh no! Is it? Is it? Is it? Uh, the guild.
0: No, but I do need to talk about that.
1: I honestly genuinely <laughs> don't remember now.
0: My God. Oh, yeah. That thing. yeah. See, this Com. is why
1: I'm very bad. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Fumbling4store.com. Head on over. That is fumbling, the number is fumbling4store.com. Head on over to our website. Get yourself some sweet ass Fumbling4 merch. We got everything ranging from LOZ to soon. Tune. Uh, very, very soon, once I get the final proofs, some Warhammer lore cast shirts will be dropping in the store. But if you are a Fumbling Four fan and you love any of the shows we have, I guarantee you there's merch here for you. So go check out the Fumbling Four dot com. There, I did it. Now he can't be mad at me.
0: <laughs> I think he's gonna be mad at you because you didn't remember even what I reminded you that he was mad I'm at you. Awful. <laughs> but <laughs> But speaking of Tacticus, you guys ca- you guys swarmed <laughs> so the, much the, the clan, the guild, whatever. I did not expect. I did not expect the the we we were full. It took maybe two days before we went from like four members to completely maxed out. I've been hauling ass trying to level the guild up, trying to get more and more people in. So I'm working on it. I'm sorry if you started playing and we're already full. I'm trying. I didn't expect you guys. I mean, we were level four so as of right
1: now, recording. So,
0: we, yeah, we we leveled <laughs> up like 30 minutes before this recording.
1: Oh, I even got DJ in it.
0: DJ's playing.
1: I, I'm just saying, Dee, we've we've got a couple slots open right now. What do we got? <laughs> what do we got, slot wise? I think we're at open for it. Oh no, we're full, full. We're full. full, Oh,
0: oh my god, that's what I was talking about. We're complete. We've been, we've it took maybe two days and we were completely patient, level
1: up, and then uh, you know, be listening to the show to get into the guild. (laughs) Yeah, man, that's
0: yeah, I still, Mm -hmm. by all means, play the game, it's still fun. And the moment we have an opening, of course, we'll I'll I'll shout it out on the discord, we'll talk about it. Everybody
1: just ham on that,
0: (laughs) and in the yeah. And in the meantime, don't forget, look us up on Twitch, look us up on TikTok, look <laughs> us up on X slash Twitter, and eventually, this is on me, I'm struggle busting it, I'm trying to get these fucking videos yep. ready, we will have a YouTube, I'm trying, I, it, oh, yeah. it's we're so We're waiting much right <laughs> now
1: on this end, we're waiting in the studio to get some more, uh, to get another computer solely to dedicate to YouTube video content editing. Um, But if you want to go ahead and get a head start on our YouTubes, uh, you can go find our overall YouTube channel. It is at F4AMC. It is the Fumbling For Studios Podcasts. Uh, That is our overall, like where you can find all of our content for all the shows we do. That's where you'll be able to, I should say all the Twitches that we do together, all the, you know, team streams we do on Wednesdays and Saturdays. That's where you can find all the overall encompassing fumbling for stuff. And you'll probably be able to find some independent videos from each one of the members of the team when they do streaming or their own content. We'll probably upload it there too, but that is already up and running and it's got one video.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm, this has primarily been my project. I'm trying. There's, oh, yeah. there's so much oh, to yeah. edit.
1: So <laughs> I said we need another computer solely dedicated to that, and we are working on it right now. So just yeah. be bearing, bear with us. Be patient. We're making some shorts and some little clips and things to put up on TikTok and whatnot. But yeah, we're growing. We're going. We'll get there.
0: But in the meantime, you can always catch us, like I said, on Twitch. Uh, Mango and and 33 crit easy and then of course you can find all the other guys yeah
1: suck them but i'm not gonna shout them out they're not
0: here (laughs) that's it long ass mid break -break. let's go had to make up had to make up for last week when i just we're going to the
1: end of the show
0: no man no beast could best the wolf king no tribe could stand against his armies. Within Ross's kingdom, a truce existed between man and wolf. His court was attended by the fiercest of warlords and the most beautiful of maidens. When angered, he raged in the violence of summer. His wisdom was deep as a winter's cold. And so in Arsaheim, the home of the gods, the Allfather found his long-lost son. An excerpt from The Saga of the Wolf King. I fucking love Russ. I'm not reacting to that.
1: <laughs> I'm just jealous that I can do cool voices. I just, that's the only thing I think of when he said deep, the deepest. Uh, yeah, he did.
0: Did I even say the word deep? The <laughs> deepest. Get it? Uh, whatever. Uh, so we were going to talk about oh, uh, the, animos, them, the their man, enemies.
1: Russ, the badass that he is today. Uh, and everyone else that exists on that fucking God, planet yes. uh, okay so I'm going to go through oh these boy. pretty quickly I'm going to focus on certain ones uh, because they are important to a certain degree or important to stress how beastly these things are uh, the first one on our list is bladefish. they are consumed in vast quantities by larger predators that's they're basically just what all the other predators will pretty much eat because they're easy to catch um the next one we have is the Carnix. it is a is a mammal that is native to finris but they are sought after by um, everyone on finris for primarily their horns because they're used as drinking horns or ornamental ornaments for like armor or you know wall mounts and things we think Vikings here again the horns are used for anything and everything um they are consumed as well for food but they're more coveted for their horns the next thing we have is fucking drakes okay (laughs) they are not dragons as mango discussed with me beforehand Even though there's not a huge difference. (laughs) It's not. It's not not a dragon. It's not a dragon.
0: It's a drake. (laughs) They're noticeably different.
1: But I still can't stand that we call them drakes, worms, and dragons. They're... (laughs) It just irritates me, okay? I get why, though. But anyway, yes, we have drakes here, okay? They are an ancient species that resemble... The ancient Terran legend of dragon, okay? They're often they're often very ferocious creatures, obviously, and they use hot air currents to generate to, to generate flight. and these hot air currents are from volcanic interactions and eruptions and the flows of lava. Like they don't naturally fly. they are using air currents to do so but they are still ferocious beasts we also have the giant elk okay these massive mammalian quadrupeds that's right i said big words they're they're basically elks
0: uh i want you to tell me what a quadruped is four legs i'm so proud of you (laughs) I, I was it was 50 50 listen you knew that and I, it makes me feel bad but I was genuinely curious listen you unknowingly
1: animals. you picked the one topic that I'm actually really fucking good at for this episode and that is animal Elk. no animal life <laughs> and environmental life like that was the big That's things fair. that I was into as a kid I was the weird kid Hell yeah. so but anyway so yeah they're basically giant elks however they are giant. And they have razor sharp fucking antlers. Okay. Their racks are just yeah. Uh, they sometimes are used as weapons by the friend. I love
0: smacking somebody with a good fat rack.
1: <laughs> so they are fearsome. They are aggressive and they are predators. Believe it or not. Lo- Again, fucking hilarious. <laughs> Not very many. There, there's not very much plant life here. So they there is some plant life, but it's not enough to be noted and it's not enough to matter. So though the elk are still primarily herbivores on this planet, they have been known to be carnivorous as well. That also brings me to the next animal, the mammoths. Same thing. I don't need to go much in talks with the mammoths. They're mammoths. The what I will say, though, is this planet still has them, where the Terran planet does not. Our, our our Earth in 40K does not have them anymore. They have been, they're ancient and they have gone extinct. This planet, however, not so much. They're very much still alive still, and coveted for their ivory. still
0: in the middle of an Ice Age, so of course.
1: Yep. Yep. Uh, but yes, just like on our planet, they were coveted highly for the ivory tusks. Uh, still are. That brings us to our lovely Fenrisian Wolves. Now, there are primarily two different types of Fenrisian Wolves of importance here. We have the Black Mane and the Thunder Wolves. Okay? The difference between... Pay attention, kid.
0: Pay attention, children. This is where Ragnar Black Mane gets his name. (laughs) Sort of. You'll understand.
1: Uh, So... The Black Mane Wolves can grow as large as Rhino armored personnel carriers. Okay. These things are freaking giant. On top of that, they're less intelligent. That doesn't mean they're not intelligent, but they are deemed less intelligent than their subspecies counterparts, the Thunder Wolves. The Thunder Wolves are considered to be more of a semi sentient species. This does not mean that either one is dumber than the other. It just means that the Black Mane Wolves are more of a primal style of wolf and the Thunder Wolves are more of like a... They understand the rules and rules of the world better, essentially. They're not going to push certain boundaries. Whereas the Black mains they don't give a fuck. They will... They're barbaric in nature.
0: They're, incredible. This, They're very territorial and vicious. Uh, oh, yeah.
1: Now, this is important to note because you said in the beginning, Russ was found by Thunderwolves. Yeah, uh, yes. Okay. Since this is a more of an intelligent species, a semi-sentient species, it is... We can probably make the argument that the reason they didn't immediately attack this child is because they could probably sense there was something extremely different with this child and it was more in their benefit to take the child and raise it than it was to kill the child. Now, I can't say the same thing would happen if it was Black pain Wolves. I could almost say, I mean, you could correct me if I'm wrong here, Mango, but from what I found with the Black Manes, they'd
0: probably just viciously murdered the child. 100%. Now, granted, so, because he's a mark, the argument can be made that they would try to kill him because even, uh, even as an infant, for instance, we haven't talked about him yet, Vulcan, if I remember, as an infant, pulled a full Hercules, like killed like a giant serpent with his bare hands, like as a, a like a one-year-old baby. So... Oh, my God. it's The argument can be made that he would win, The point of this is yes that the thunder wolves raised him black mates would just be like die you're meat (laughs) so uh while we're
1: talking about the wolves real quick at the beginning of the episode i was making fun of uh gary's name so while i'm making fun of him (laughs) while i was making fun of him i couldn't get those two names out of my head and i couldn't figure out why it wasn't until the midbreak where I did a little bit of homework and I found out exactly why I couldn't. It's because those two names are none other than Odin's wolves' names. The first two wolves ever created in Nordic mythology by Odin himself. Because Odin was lonely. The argument has been made multiple times. The pronunciation doesn't matter. I just wanted to let you guys know that that's an interesting fact. Uh, yeah, that's Odin name Odin's wolves' names. So... Yeah, fun there. <laughs> the rest of these creatures we're going to kind of roll through pretty quickly. We have great white bears, monstrous bears. Uh, we have the fjor. I'm going to try to pronounce this one, fjor lolly, which is the great seal mother. That's what the natives in Finris call this creature. Uh, we have the fjor falcon, which is an avian species capable of actually surviving the hellacious weather patterns that are across Fenris. And it is a very skilled predator, giant bird. Another one is Guyhawks. We have a poisonous serpent called the Hog the Hogun Hogorm. There we go. Words are hard. It is called the Hogorm. It's, yeah, not
0: something to yeah, put on. Yeah, the hogwarts, I get it. <laughs>
1: Uh, the next one we have, I am not even going to try to pronounce, but it is a massive sea beast, and I could not find any imagery on this one, which surprised me. It's the Hevolary. Uh, I couldn't find any imagery on it, so I can't tell you much about it. Uh, we have another creature called the Ice Fiend. They are white furred primate creatures that roam the great snow peaks. And they are approximately the height of an Astartes. So about seven feet tall. Hell yeah. And their blood is extremely acidic, okay? I want you to think about that for a minute. This is a bipedal primate creature. It's a yeti with acid blood, okay? Because it wasn't dangerous enough.
0: Dangerous, <laughs> <Famous>, baby.
1: <laughs> um, we also have ice trolls. Don't need to go into that. They're trolls. Ice trolls. We also have ice worms. Oh,
0: there's one thing you need to go into they're, oh, not, just, they're okay. not just regular trolls they're damn near indestructible trolls
1: all right i okay yes they are they are damn near destructible they these okay these things can take some huge ass damage and their jaws are able to crack through ceramite
0: pretty much uh ceramite for everybody out there is what most armors and like tanks and things like that are made out of uh, the only known way to kill a troll for, this is from a fin perspective not necessarily as a space marine although space marines de- do occasionally have to go out and kill them the only known way to kill them and this is a weirdly unknown fact because most people who encounter trolls die you have to use fire you have to basically stab them and then light the wound on fire. Otherwise, it it instantly heals.
1: Yeah. Well, it's because they're fucking ice, trolls. <laughs> ice. Ice. <laughs> so uh, a couple more species we have here. We've got the Kraken. That's right. We have the Kraken. These here. are
0: literal Kraken, by the way.
1: Yeah, literal Kraken. <laughs> Uh, we have the Kroxar, which is a predator beast that is often hunted in ritual combat. Ritual combat. Gotta prove you're a man. We have the Krill, which uh, is aquatic creatures similar to plankton uh, from Tehran. That's This is pretty much what your herbivores are mostly going to feed off of. And that's why most of your herbivores are <laughs> sea life here. So, we also have the Sea Dragon. That's right. Uh, I need you to think Nessie. Good old Nessie. Uh, We have Sea Orms, which are Sea Serpents. We have the Skrikri, which are prey animals. It's just, they're not really important. More food. (laughs) Uh, We have the tilabred, which are small and agile prey beasts, which typically prey on the Cree cray, or the yeah, the the cr- Cree cray. It's, <laughs> the cray, cray. Yeah, it's cray cray. Yeah, it's so fucking hard to pronounce some of these. Um, we also have two more species here. We have the Ripper fish, which is comparable to our barracuda, and we have the ice worms. Okay, and
0: did I say ice worms already? Uh, we talked about it before. I don't know if you mentioned it during this
1: okay well if i did you know what a worm is at this point if you're listening to this you know what a it's, worm a, it's is.
0: wyrm out there yep just in case you're like why do so, worms matter
1: <laughs> so yeah these are the beasts we also have the last one here is the conager which they're basically just a rare breed of beast that across they're across vendors they're extremely hardy they have twisted horns. Their rear legs are the width of a man's waist. They have fused rib cages, spiked spinal ridges, and hooves with no less than four lungs and can breathe thin air in the mountains. So this is why they're rare. They really don't come down here much often on the ground floor. They kind of stay hidden and they are basically built to survive. But that's our species here. And as a book sum... It's either you're a predator or you're in the ocean.
0: And to make these things slightly more <laughs> terrifying, in the world of 40K, of course, technology matters. Like we said before, Ceramite is what they build tanks out of. It's what Space Marine armor is made out of. Finris, even as Space Marines, hunt down some of these beasts because their tusks and fangs and things like that are more powerful than modern technology. Frost Fang, Ragnar Blackmane's special ass sword. It's called a rune blade is comparable to a, I believe a not a force sword. I forget what it's called, but there's special blades within the space Marines. His is actually, it's a chain sword, but the reason his looks different is because his isn't made with metal teeth. His are made with the fangs of Kraken. (laughs) 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 And it's, It's Uh, more powerful than a regular chainsword.
1: And see, this is this is partially why I believe going into all this research, I believe the Space Wolves are more of a superior, you know, kind of league of their own kind of style is because the creatures from their home world
0: are a lot more brutal than the others it's why they're good at what they do if you were to swap uh-huh. the ultra if you were to swap where space marines go and where ultramarines go obviously both would fail the ultramarines would probably die it's arguable but i would say space marines typically or space wolves typically get put into the the deep and dark and dirty whereas ultramarines are very much more tactical so surprise attacks happen a lot to the space wolves and they come out victorious more often than the surprise attacks against the ultramarines because the ultramarines aren't good at improvisation but at the same time ultramarines are good at with tactics and with um uh democracy and what's the word i'm looking for like political ness Mm. like they're, they're they're good at talking and things like that whereas space wolves are like we can drink you to death or you can fuck off like i don't we're here. We're here to do a job. We did the job, and now we're gonna leave. Like, see the blood or alcohol? Which one are you <laughs> exactly? So they are. This is why they are good at what they do. But at the the same could be said for any other. This is why everybody has special the specialties.
1: What I will say, they're not the only. The the, the wolves are not the only ones from. A death world they did not no, They're yeah, not no. the only ones that originated From a death The blood world.
0: angels one of the factions Of the blood angels actually comes from a Death world that Ragnar actually admitted Was pretty terrifying Because it was the exact Polar opposite of Fenris It was hot and swampy mm-hmm. And every, everything you cut a leaf In it will poison you
1: Oh yeah Well and I, I can't wait till we get to blood angels Because <laughs> that's why It's one of the reasons why they'll stay my number ones Just because they went through hell and back, and they these motherfuckers run trials on that planet to pick the new Blood Angel lineups. So, like, we'll get to oh, it. Yeah. But- we'll, talk,
0: we'll talk about Space Wolf <laughs> trials, too.
1: <laughs> yeah, but anyway, so that's all I got for you today when it comes to the native land, its climates, and the creatures within. It's cray-cray.
0: <laughs> and that's pretty much what we want to decide. This is the, this is the basis of Russ. My fucking boy my god I love Russ just a badass all around. just a very toxic masculinity badass but it's 40k there's not exactly gonna be a hero out there
1: I need a hero
0: not here <laughs> me too
1: <laughs> <laughs> Aaron
0: how, how do you feel of knowing what I've, what we've talked about with Russ and him growing up on Fenris <sighs> yes.
1: so okay this quick quick here so we can end the episode uh Number one, I t- came into this episode thinking, ooh,
0: ooh, space wolves, and I leave this episode going, ooh, ooh space wolves! Yeah, I, I talk about being furry and all that because, because everybody's just like, the only people who like to play space wolves are furries. Yeah, learn the lore. Learn the lore and then we can talk it's, about it.
1: <laughs> they're pretty fucking brutal. I would say it used to be Blood Angels, Orcs. It's definitely Blood Angels, Space Wolves, Orcs now. Still got a special place in my heart for sure, Blood Angels. But, uh... Yeah, I'm, I'm Space Wolves. Gonna have to get myself a Space Wolves army now.
0: Fucking love Space Wolves.
1: Maybe I'll just, maybe I'll just paint them like Blood Angels. So they can just be a sub faction. I,
0: I am so excited. The rumors <laughs> about the next Primarch to come out have been all a flutter, and I don't know when he's going to come back, but Russ is supposed to come back soon. I'm so fucking excited. <laughs> but with Uh-oh. that little cliffhanger, we've run out of time, all my little children. Crit is for some reason Oh, I thought he was waving goodbye. Like anybody's gonna see this. He's dancing. It's I was I was dance waving. It was awful to watch. I gotta cut my eyes out. Um Bye.
1: <laughs> bye, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to the Warhammer Lorecast. If you like the show, please leave a five star review. Tell a friend, that's how we grow. And stay tuned on that Patreon coming soon. And finally, shortly within the next week, we'll have our Twitter up and running. Make sure you reach out to us. Tell us what you think. And of course, show us those armies. Until next time, dear listener. Remember, in the 41st millennia, there is only war.